Welcome to the Faith Church Podcast, a podcast produced by Faith Church in Peshtigo. You can connect with us online at faithpeshtigo.com, as well as on Facebook at facebook.com backslash faithchurchpeshtigo. Today's podcast follows a sermon from March 22nd. Welcome, everybody. This is the Faith Church Podcast. I am Jay, one of the pastors here at Faith and your host today. And with me is Robbie Helene. Hello, everybody. Robbie is another one of our pastors, and this is our very first podcast. Feels like a big deal. It does feel like a big deal. It's uh, because of the, this has always been something we've been wanting to do, um, but it's been in the back burner. But now because of current events, as you may have heard of this coronavirus or COVID-19. I'm familiar. You're familiar with it? Okay, good. Here's the deal. I mean, today, as we're recording this, uh, the... Order has been given in the state of Wisconsin for us to be on lockdown. Wait, no. Shelter in place. Wait, no. Stay at home. What mm-hmm. is it? Mm-hmm. Safer, a, at home. Safer, at home. Safer at home. Safer at home. Safer at home. I really actually appreciate how every state is trying to come up with a... Uh, branding is important. Branding is important. <laughs> we're, so we're telling people they can't leave. Well, no, we can't say lockdown. No, say this. No, don't say that. There, like, we one up. I'm waiting for like the 48th state to do this. And it's going to be, isn't your home so cozy? Oh, that sounds delightful. Yeah, it'll be just like, oh, it'll be like Huga for you know, nobody's getting that reference, but it's uh, oh, that's good. We Scandinavians understand. The Scandinavians that will understand the Huga, and they'll they'll do that. So anyway, that is what's going on here, and so um, we do want to let you know. So this this podcast is going to be to give you some updates and um, talk about the sermon. Uh, and and probably deal with any other theological questions that might come up. And so the update right now is just so you know, we're, we're continuing to move forward, figuring out how to minister to our church family. We will continue to have we'll stream worship uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, as of right now, we're not 100% sure of what that's going to look like, but you can rest assured that uh, we will be streaming worship at 845 and 1030 on Sunday. So Absolutely. that for sure. But then we're going to be doing some other things as well. In one form or another. So we'll have hopefully two of these podcasts going out each week, this one, and then one later in the week, probably Thursday. Um, in in spite of the fact that this has been on the back burner for a very long time, it still feels a little half-baked. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. But right now the plan is to uh, have this one on Tuesday, which would be response to sermons. So we want to hear from you guys. After the sermon, uh, we have one question this week. One person posted uh, during the sermon stream a question, and so we'll be answering that today, and we would love more of those. So uh, either on the YouTube stream, during the sermon, or after the fact, as you're thinking about it, processing it, we would love to hear your questions, and we will do our best to respond to them here. And then on Thursdays, uh, we want to make every effort to try to keep people connected while we are physically separated, and so we're going to do... Uh, different interviews and have different either staff members or gospel community lead- leaders or just other members of the church and and just have a conversation about what's going on, what God's teaching us. Um, and so that is hopefully what we'll be doing on Thursdays. Uh, we also uh, realize it's important to have uh, to see faces when we're separated. And so we're going to try to have a daily uh, video that goes out that's just uh, a thought, an encouragement, a verse, a little Devo, just something from, from each of the different staff members throughout the week. So uh, there'll be details posted about how you can find those. Yeah, so that is that is the plan, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing how this, how this unfolds. 
Uh, so yeah, let's just jump into the the sermon this past weekend. Okay, I I got a lot of uh, feedback saying it must have been weird to preach to an empty room, and yes, it was pretty empty. Uh, Robbie was in there, and so considering most of my sermons are written specifically for him, that actually made that easier. I definitely benefited from it. Yeah. I actually had a question uh, as we were talking about your message. A lot of people might not necessarily know this is this is their opportunity to to peek behind the scenes, I think, a little bit. And what a lot of people might not realize is a lot of really, I think, good content ends up on the cutting room floor as we're working on these sermons because uh, we don't think that people are ready for an hour and a half sermon. I think that's fair to say. True. Would you agree? Push that. We'll tr- yes, we'll we'll push that a little we'll bit. But uh, and and also, there's some things that just as you're reading and and as we're studying, there are things that that uh, God might impress on your heart that is that is beneficial and a huge blessing, but not necessarily for the whole congregation or doesn't really fit with where you're going with the sermon. Uh, and I was just curious if you had anything like that in your preparation time from this last message. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely things that that hit the cutting room floor, especially because I was also trying to be mindful of keeping it a little shorter, knowing that it's going to feel longer in our living rooms yeah. uh, than than when it's live, you know, here in person. Um, so yeah, actually one thing that I, that cut, it was cut out a lot was I had a whole section of talking about our inheritance and what our inheritance mm-hmm. looks like and how that, what does that mean that it is kept for us unfading, you know, it's undefiled, that it is kept for us and secured through the cross. And so, uh, I know next week you're going to be talking more about the curtain being torn mm-hmm. and, and what the, the work of the cross gives us in our intimacy with the father. But I was kind of going over that into the, um, into the inheritance uh, that we have in in the kingdom and, and just the riches of that. So, so yeah, that's one thing that I had awesome. kind of played out and, and, and then just in the, at the final cut, as it were, just decided to kind of leave that off to the side and just kind of alluded to it, but didn't really get to unpack it as hmm. I would have liked to. Hmm. So is there anything that you found particularly striking just for yourself in your prep time. Yeah, I think, I think that's one of the things that I don't know that people always get is that as we're prepping as as I'm preparing a sermon, it really is just this. It's not a writing of something that I've always already known and just reaching into the vault of my understanding and knowledge and then putting it out there. It's God working in me and convicting me of things and, and, helping me see things that maybe I haven't seen or connected things that I haven't connected before. And one of those things, and sometimes they're just kind of, sometimes they're big aha moments. And sometimes it's just connecting dots that you're thinking, Oh, this is just one more degree of this, but it's a, it's a beautiful degree. And uh, for me this week, that was definitely looking at the, uh, the nature of our sin on display in the suffering of Jesus. So when I was a kid, I remember being told uh, that, your sins, like any sin that you've committed is the reason why Jesus went to the cross. And so they would really get graphic with that of saying, so any sin that you commit is, is like you're pounding that nail uh, into Jesus hands or into his feet. And I remember thinking that, and, and that would usually bring up some form of guilt. Like there would be a thought of, well, if I hadn't done that thing, then Jesus wouldn't have had to die. 
he wouldn't mm-hmm. have had his, he wouldn't have had to been nailed to the cross if I just had avoided doing those things. Um, and, but then the realization that no, it's actually, it's the bad things I do is just a, an outpouring of my heart. Yes. And so what that means is, so when I would think about it and think, okay, well, yeah, I disrespected my parents. I talked back to my parents. And so now Jesus is nailed to the cross. And that felt like a cosmic overreaction hmm. to my talking back to my parents. A out of proportion uh, response. It, feel, it felt like it. I was thinking, okay, I guess if you say so. Um, but then when you realize that, no, the root of all these sins are the same and that it's actually my depravity that is on display. And so now in the suffering of Jesus, I wasn't, I stopped looking at it from just a spectator's point of view of look at this horrible thing that's happening to him, but actually seeing it, the reflection back, uh, it actually being like a mirror uh, reflecting the sin of my heart. And so this horror and and everything of of what you see in the crucifixion, uh, actually being my heart on display, my heart's desire on display. And though I would have theologically before this week, I've said something similar to that. That was very striking this hmm. week of just thinking of the nature uh, of our sin. Because I think otherwise you end up in this place where you say, okay, well, I know, I know Christ died for all the sins, but you know, some, some of the sins were bigger, bigger nails, right. like bigger things going into it. And this idea that if I, if I just would have not done any of these things, then this didn't have to happen this way. Um, really takes you to a weird takes you to a weird place it takes you to a place of feeling like well i know i didn't score 100 percent on the test but i scored 87 percent right um, versus like this dude that scored 20 percent and just realizing like no this is the nate it's our nature that christ is is redeeming it's, well those actions are are in a sense the symptoms of mm-hmm. of the greater issue and it's the greater issue that underlying infection that that is being dealt with at the cross mm-hmm. not just whatever symptom I'm manifesting about that, whether that be mouthing off to my parents or something that we would say is objectively more horrifying, but mm-hmm. ultimately they're, they're all pointing to that same heart issue. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely, there are examples that I gave just thinking that, you know, you start to see the sins of the fathers and how, you know, people who, people, uh, who have been abused are more likely to abuse. And you see some of these generational patterns, you see these different things that, that you realize that some of the evil that's in our world is uh, it is just sinful hearts in the right environment for those things to come out. Mm. And that just because I've been guarded from some of those things doesn't mean that the depravity of my heart is any less. And, and so that being that reflection was really for me, a uh, that was a, that was just striking to me all week and something that I felt like I wanted to try to communicate I thought that was a really helpful illustration, by the way. I, I was really struck by that illustration of of the, just because those things aren't surfacing, it's just because the circumstances are not such that it would it would cause that to happen. So it doesn't mean that it's not lurking there and that when those circumstances come up, that's going to surface. I thought, I thought that was a really helpful word picture. Yeah. Well, good. I thought people might start commenting on how I thought I was a good gardener because I was from Iowa. I still get that. That thought didn't strike me. No, it didn't. That's no. good. Because I'm a terrible gardener, actually. And our garden is definitely full of weeds. Come spring, you'll see all of them. So, so yeah. So we had a we did have a question, too. So those are just we some did. thoughts. We'll probably do that every every week. Kind of recap. Is there anything that we 
wanted to say or anything that we cut out or uh, anything that that was just particularly striking just to kind of give you a glimpse into that. Uh, but then we also wanted to field any questions that came out of that. And this week we did have one 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 question regarding John 316. Um, I do not have that in front of me right now. Do you have that specifically uh, worded question directly in front of you? You're supposed to be the organized one. That can't possibly be true. That can't be true. <laughs> this was we did not plan that out well. I uh, I don't have it in front of me. I remember uh, um, generically. Are we allowed to paraphrase the I question? I think we can paraphrase Is that it. Okay? Can we paraphrase the question? Looking at Christoph because Christoph is our producer and he gives us all the. The producer is nodding. The producer is nodding, gives a thumbs up. We can paraphrase. paraphrase. So, do you want to try paraphrasing me? Well, you can correct me if I poorly paraphrase, but my understanding of the question was uh, you, as you read John 3.16, someone posted the question that a friend of theirs said that John 3.16 does not apply to everyone, that it only applies to the elect. And they were wondering what we thought about that. Yeah. Is that a fair representation? Of yeah. That? Specifically about the word world. So God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever should believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. And so that very famous verse has been used in a lot of uh, different ways. And the question specifically was, well, when it says God so loved the, the whole world, the world did what, what is implied in that? Is it just those who are saved? Is it everybody? And, um, it's a it's a good question, I think, uh, to simply answer the question. I think the the world the the word world actually means the world. Like every time in scripture that is used, it's translated as world, and so it, it is it it entails all of creation. So I think one of the mistakes we make with that verse is to assume that when it says "for God so loved the world," that he's only talking about people. He's he's talking about everything, all of creation, all that it entails. He, he so loves his creation uh, that he sent his only son. Because remember, Jesus didn't just die to redeem people. We are at the the forefront of that, but he's redeeming all of creation. It's all of everything that God created. And so I think that's uh, a specific uh, understanding of that to make sure that we don't use that. And, and sometimes this happens with different verses where different theological viewpoints try to use it to say something that it doesn't say. And so John 3:16 to me is a great example of it doesn't it doesn't prove any theological point other than that God loves his creation and that those who believe in Jesus will not perish but inherit eternal life. That's what it's actually stating. It's not making a statement over who the who does that who does that include who does it not include it's not making any of those statements it's just saying god's love for the world caused him to send his son and that through him through his son there is redemption of of all things so which sounds like you're encouraging us to assume that it means exactly what it says is that where you're going it's with that it's usually a good tip uh, i think i feel like that's a fair <laughs> tip i think i think we're on certainly unstable ground anytime we we start the argument with well that verse doesn't mean what it clearly states it means something different than what it explicitly says and so i think we should we should always um walk with caution if we're 
trying to build an argument on the word doesn't mean what it says. I so I I wholeheartedly agree with you that that the, if it meant the elect, it would there's a word for elect, and so uh, it says world and implies all of his creation, and uh, and so we should assume that Jesus says what he means and means what he says in in those statements. Yeah, and I think it's important as you as as you go through scripture, there are definitely passages that for us are hard to reconcile. There's we, we talk about holding things Absolutely. in tension, but that doesn't mean it's hard for God to reconcile them. We're the ones that make that difficult and we're the ones that then try to force everything fully into our human uh, understanding. We and want so, to relieve that tension. We don't want it to continue to exist in tension. We want it to be either or and don't right. and don't want it to continue to exist in that tension. Yeah. And the sad thing is then a, a beautiful verse like John 3.16 gets used in different ways when just what it says is beautiful. I mean, just what it says is amazing that God loved his creation, all all that he created, that he, he loves it and so much that he sent Jesus and, and that whoever believes in him will not perish, but he inherit eternal life. So wherever you stand on on how people are saved through Jesus and, you know, the elect or not, or, or any of that. One thing that is clear is we really should be saying the same thing about John three sixteen. Right. We that, should be able to unite in the stunning beauty and awe that John three sixteen should continue to inspire in us. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that uh, maybe answer that. I know that for other people that will raise a whole other slew of questions. And if that's you, feel free to submit those. Right. We It'll would, be for another podcast. Yeah, we would love to. We will dive into whatever, but we just want to honor this question and say, no, in in short, I would not agree with this person's friend uh, that, that it is only meaning that the world means only a specific subsection of human creation because that world, that word world is far more encompassing. Now there may be other passages that speak to issues that they're trying to get at, but in that one, uh, that is, uh, that would be our, our view on that. But that is a good reminder that as we move forward, we want, we want you to submit other, uh, other questions. It doesn't have to necessarily be about the sermon. It could be a tangent off of it. It could be, um, it could be just anything you've been wondering and we can, we can talk about those things and, and, and give our views or uh, try to help us kind of look, think through how the Bible responds to some of these things. So that, that's what we would love to do during this time. It'll be particularly fun if somebody presents a question that you and I disagree on. Is that possible? That would be, it would be, it would be quite a reach. It would be an accomplishment, but if so, <laughs> it would also be good radio. If, if it's about 80s sitcoms, we might disagree. Well, now I'm intrigued. Now now we're going to have to have a discussion. We should have a t- top five list of 80s sitcoms, and maybe that'll be a podcast episode. No, there would definitely be things that I think that you and I would have different, certainly different nuances mm-hmm. of. And uh, and then also thinking of how do we how do we represent our church family, because we're not just Jay and Robbie. We're Absolutely. shepherds leading our church family, so... Um, what our views are as a church matter in that as well. Um, so, yeah. So is there anything else we needed to cover during this time for our uh, first one? Well, aside from questions, I think it's also important just since this is also new to us with this, the what's coming over the next several weeks, uh, we, we 
we want to hear if if either you have any needs uh, or if uh, you know of any needs in your neighborhood. We're we're in the process of um, of trying to organize the ways to address those, and so. Um, along with questions about sermons or, or, or things like that, also let us know if if you know of anything that the church can can uh, serve you in, can come alongside you or your neighbors in, uh, as we all try to navigate what this new normal is going to look like for the next few weeks. Yeah, it's this is unprecedented. I mean, we've never experienced anything like this, and uh, I am curious. I have a quick question, though. Do we have time for another quick question? Yes, Christoph says yes. Christoph is loving having this kind of authority. He has the power over the recording button. He has the power over our audio levels. And he, right, he can mute you at any point. He can mute point. me. He can give you a thumbs up, thumbs down. He's living the dream right now. He is now. right now. Um, so given the fact that we are, so as a church office, we're going to be shutting down or closing the building. We will still have it uh, available as the community needs. So if there's needs uh, that the community has that our facility can serve in that we will we will definitely be using it for that but in order to be able to do that we're going to shut down the regular day-to-day functions we'll be the staff will be working from home and uh, we'll still be working hard to to minister to the family but it won't be here physically um what what are you going to miss about being here working on a daily basis in the physical building robbie besides me obviously i'm number one that you're going to miss that's clear. I didn't, I didn't want you to have to. Besides delightful and witty interruptions throughout the day. Yeah. Interruptions? Is that, yeah, that's true. Did I, use, did I say interruptions? <laughs> I, I mean, what, I'm, what I meant is wonderful, unexpected conversations. I feel like that's a better fit. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. I will, so you missed I will, that. I'll miss that. Uh, that's, that's a tricky question asking, asking the in-house introvert, how are, how are you going to feel about sequestering yourself? Uh, actually as the in-house introvert, what I appreciate about the office is it are those conversations actually. So I joke about the interruptions, but, uh, those are also life-giving. And if, if I, go all in in my natural wiring and and cave myself for the next few weeks that ends poorly so uh i i will miss the the unexpected the bump in conversations and uh and and just being around people even a few people is nice yeah yeah that's interesting because i so my problem is exactly the opposite that I come into the office. There are a lot of people who wonder you'll see me out and about like writing my sermons from Starbucks or library or wherever. And, uh, people have wondered, do I not have an office to work in? The problem is that being a hyper extrovert, the office is the hardest place for me to get work done because I only want to talk to everybody. And if anybody needs to talk to me, I'll try to shut myself in my office. But if anybody needs to talk to me, I am, all too happy to interrupt whatever I'm doing for that because it's just my, it's my wiring. And so this will be an interesting season for me to be uh, away from that. And so I don't know, I may be the most productive I've ever been as far as writing and that kind of thing, (laughs) but I will be missing out on the, uh, just the face to face um, contact and sometimes the donuts. 
I'm picturing looking out the back window of my house and just seeing you standing there, hoping that I'm coming out and you can bump into me to engage me in conversation. That's not a far-fetched thing. I <laughs> certainly have been known in the past uh, to to uh, try to put myself in situations where I might run into somebody. So, uh, yeah, I think this will be this will be an interesting season, and we're feeling it like everybody else is, and so we're we're still trying to figure out ways that we can uh, connect people. And, and gather people together, even if it's virtually, uh, because this is a month, man. Like I, I was not, time. I didn't, I did not, I was ill prepared for that. I thought it was going to be like indefinitely. Like we'll just see, let's play this a week at a time. But when it, when I, I did, I did a double take when I saw the order and thought, Oh man. So, uh, we know that a lot of the people, um, are going to be at home. We would encourage you as you're going to be home. You, this is not an accident. So I want to make sure that we say that as we close out this podcast, it's not an accident that this is happening. God is sovereign over all of this. He has placed us in this time. And so maybe, maybe you're on lockdown now. Oh, sorry. You're safer at home and um, cozy at home. Uh, And, and you're in that situation and that's not at all what you would choose to uh, do that. You default to hanging out with a bunch of people and now you find yourself much more isolated. Maybe this is a season where God is going to, deepen um your your practice of um just being like practice of solitude and silence and um and just spending time reflecting and and letting god search your heart i I, the mistake would be in this situation as we kind of go into this is to just try to survive over the next month and just do things to kind of placate ourselves whether it's watching tv or streaming a, a you know social media feed or reading, you know, just watching the news constantly, that would be a waste of this time. Um, for I think for some people, it's going to be the opportunity to reconnect with their family in a way that maybe they haven't mm. had a chance to. I think for some people, it's going to be that opportunity to read and and be in the Word in ways that they haven't had an opportunity to. Um, so I'm I'm excited for uh, how that's I'm excited for what God will do in this as a church community, but also in individuals. So that would be my encouragement as you kind of go into today and the rest of your week and in the coming weeks is to think about, okay, what, what is different about my rhythms right now? And what does that allow me to do? And what would God actually have me do with that time? Um, an opportunity to maybe do some things that you've always felt that have always felt out of reach. Uh, I love. I'd love to hear from you guys as well. Uh, for for you listeners out there in <laughs> podcast land, to to give us some feedback. Tell us how how are you making the best use of this time? Right, that's what the New Testament encourages us to do to make the best use of the time. And so, rather than seeing this as a have to, how how can we approach this as a get to and say, well, God God has put us in this place where now uh, our our rhythm has been disrupted. So what what new habits can I develop now that my old habits have been disrupted, whether I want to or not. Now that I have possibly free time that I didn't have before because my office is closed or the, or, uh, what, what am I going to do now with that time? Uh, we would love to hear from you guys because maybe some people don't know, don't have, just need an idea. Mm -hmm. And, and so if we can hear from some of you guys saying, well, I'm choosing to do this. I'm, I'm choosing to learn this. I'm choosing to read this. Um, that's something that we can share with everybody else and maybe give some other people some ideas of how to make the best use of this time. That's great. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our first go at a, a podcast. Uh, I give us a solid B. 
What'd you say? I give us a I give us a B minus. You're so much harder on us. Well, was I the minus or were you? It's Christoph. Christoph is the minus. See, yeah, he doesn't have a mic. See, doesn't. see yes, that, that is the one caveat of being producer. You can mute us, but you don't get your own mic. Yeah, you don't get your own mic, so you don't get the feedback. No, that's probably we'll, we'll do we'll do better. Each we'll, one will we'll get keep, each one each will get one better. better. So, um, so we appreciate we you joining. people thinking this is as good as it gets. Hey, make sure you subscribe to the uh, to the podcast feed so that you get these. Uh, and then also subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you get the daily uh, those daily vlogs. And make sure you're on our email list so you're getting our daily emails every morning. Um, send us your questions and we will just keep keep plowing forward also connect at faithbestigo.com is where you're gonna we've mentioned hey email this to us oh, like yeah. 15 times and never told them what email so that's going to be connect at faithpeshtigo.com and that'll also be in the details of the podcast sounds great all right we love you church love you church family talk to you soon